Welcome back to Dance Planning, a podcast where each week I'll sit down with my favourite people in the fashion world, ask them how they got started in the industry, what they're loving at the moment, and what the worst outfit they've worn is. As always, use listeners are the most important thing about this podcast. You can find us on all social media at Pod. Give us feedback of what you loved, what you couldn't stand, who you'd love to see on the pod in the future. So this week we are joined by Tora Northman. Tora is a very good friend of ours. She's an editor at Highest Abiety. She's been a guest judge of PAQ and she's a very cute dog. So we'll be discussing her Nordic upbringing, her jobs throughout the years, the reality of being a female in a male-dominated industry and which fashion designer broke her heart at 19. Sweet. I feel like I need to... Do you want to stop it? Tora denied me of my chance to become a footwear designer. I'm Single-handedly. So, I'm so sorry. It really does keep me awake at night. Sometimes. Oh, man, me too. But I, I kind of got over it by creating fake accounts and giving you hate online. Mm. Oh, so that's been you this whole time? It has been me all this time. I did figure, especially yeah. when you put the poll on your Instagram story. <laughs> I knew exactly what you were doing. <laughs> Don't worry. We've got some great like, audience oh, I'm Oh, I'm sure. I've, I've seen... It all, the spectrum of feedback. There's a lot of Drake and Kanye fans. Yeah, and to be honest, I don't care about either of those men, so it's quite interesting that I constantly get constantly. hate for talking about them. Still, and when was this? This is when they first released. So that was, was it November, I want to say? Yeah, I think it was like September, October, November, that time period, we did quite a lot of um, Kanye-centered content. Kanye-centric. So let's cover that off, but let's find out how you became... The most hated figure in fashion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it jokingly because you are the sweetest, loveliest ass I've potentially ever met. You are just very down to earth, very business driven. You are just very cool, calm, and collected. But yet, obviously, working in these very male dominated streetwear, I don't know, publications, mm-hmm. the hate that you were telling me that you get is horrific. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, I think a lot before of Before we get into it. <laughs> How did we get there? Tara Northman, how did you grow up? You've lived everywhere. I have lived in a lot of places. So I'm from Sweden. When I was four, my family moved to Greece, or it was just me, my mum and my dad. We moved back to Sweden when I was six, and then left again when I was 12, moved to Jakarta in Indonesia. Wow. Uh, And then I moved to Hong Kong two years later, where I spent almost eight years before I then decided I really, really wanted to pursue fashion in London. And now I'm here. So, um, yeah, it's been kind of a, a journey. And that's why I literally sound like this, because I've just been everywhere. And my accent is just all over the place as well. What were you dressing like growing up through your journeys? So I've always been, it sounds super cliche, but I've always been super into fashion. My mom has always worked in fashion, like even since I was a kid. What did she do? She works for H&M. She is the director of buying collection wow. and something something i'm not really sure <laughs> at cost uh but yeah she's she's really cool and she's the the whole reason that my family has moved around so much like she really is that that real power woman nice um, but i mean when i was like six seven i used to dress up because i wanted to be a pop star i love you know britney spears i love christina aguilera <laughs> so I you would... shaved your head <laughs> Sadly not. I wish I had though because I still that's still on my bucket list. But I used to ask my mom to like do my makeup and I used to perform and like I feel like I always use fashion to like express myself and then when Avril Lavigne came along that was kind of when everything changed for me. Like I was wearing skinny ties, I was wearing like cheap Monday jeans every day. I got so bullied in school. They moved me up a grade because I could speak English. Yeah. I don't know why that makes sense at all, but so I skipped one year of school when I was like six. So everyone was older and I was really small. Like I'm still fucking tiny. Yeah. But back then How tall I are was you? like 5'11". 
five foot four. <laughs> Pocket sized. Exactly. Fun sized. Fun sized. Uh, and I got really bullied for wearing cheap Monday jeans when they first came out because my mom like introduced them to me and she was like, this is going to be the coolest brand ever because obviously they're Swedish and she knew the people that started it. And I loved them. Yeah. And I got like cornered by these three boys in school that would be so mean to me for it. So mean that my dad had to come to the school and like tell them to stop bullying me. And your dad is a scary man. My dad is, yeah, he's definitely intimidated them. They did stop bullying me. But yeah, people were pretty mean to me like growing up, but I didn't really care because I just loved clothes so much. Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, it's not so bad now, but we had dad step up for me when uh, lads cornered me for wearing loafers. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Appreciate that. Yeah, it's the post-sneaker society. There we go. Is um, the cheap Monday ones, what was rogue about them? Just... Just that they really didn't fit me. (laughs) Because <laughs> I had it in my head. Do you remember the ones with the like the skull hands on the back pocket? Yeah. It wasn't those, was it? No, it was like the original ones. So they had the, the grey wash was kind of one of the first models that they released. So I had them. And then once they started getting into more like colourful options, I, I got those as well. Oh, were you wearing uh, the full on teal, pink? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah. But also, I was so small that everything I wore was too big because I refused to shop in the kids section. Like I literally made my mom <laughs> go into H&M and I was like, I want to get grown up clothes. Like we are going straight to like the teen section. And she was like, okay. I'm just going to let you do whatever you want. Like, oh, she never she never told me what to wear. She let me, like, roll with whatever. Which, you know, in hindsight, I look back at some of the photos and it's questionable. But I, I still love that she's always kind of... She let me express myself that way. So I feel like now... I know what I like, and I feel like I've gone through so many different yeah. stages. You realise why you can't wear something or why you don't like it, rather yeah. than... And I do realise why people bullied me as well, because I look pretty ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Have you still got any photos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we free to use them? Yeah, for Get sure. Yeah, I'll definitely send them to you. So bullying's been a bit of a theme of your life then, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> How awful. <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> no, it's true. Uh, like, it really is. Actually, it's quite funny, because my name in Swedish, so it's Tora, like, not Tora, but Tora rhymes with... Um, Whore in Swedish, so it's, uh, it's Tora Hora. And uh, when when I was born and my parents decided on that name, my dad actually said to my mom, like, oh, she's going to be bullied in school. And or make my, a great stripper. That too. And then my mom said, it doesn't matter because she's going to be strong enough to be able to take it. There we go. So Manifestation. Yeah, she Manifestation was so right, because is I'm still real. here. There we go. So your, what was your first job then? So my first job was making sandwiches. Uh, nice. Yeah, I started working when I was 15. I really like wanted to get work experience. So every summer when we went to Sweden, I woke up at 6 a.m., had my dad drive me to this like local cafe, and I just made sandwiches for like five hours, nice. which was amazing. I so had it's the best satisfying? Time. I loved it. Yeah. I would get like free bread. It, it was the best. And also like Swedish pastries are fire. Also, like, making money when you're 15 is different, because I would, like... Making bread, making bread. Exactly. (laughs) Come on. Like, literally, and I would buy... I bought my first pair of Rick Owens pants for, like, the money I made over summer when I was, like, 15 turning 16. Wow. How much were you earning? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Minimum wage in Sweden. You have no idea. Sweden (laughs) is such a... Yeah, yeah, they've really nailed the quality of life. Yeah, they really have. But I worked for, like, a whole summer and, like, you know, made enough to, like spend 300 pounds on a pair of pants or whatever which was amazing for me and then I guess from there I was like damn if I work hard I can buy <laughs> nice you buy Rick every every week no it was mainly because I was in in I was in school in Hong Kong and it was 
an American school and all the girls wore Lululemon leggings, crop tops, and Stan Smith sneakers. Right. No hate to Stan Smiths because I really like them. Yeah. They're underrated. But it depends what you wear them with, doesn't it? But it was just like, I wanted to be different (laughs) or like, I I was like, I don't, this is not my style. Yeah. So then I did like the complete, like the complete 180 from that. And I was like, you know, I'm going to wear Rick Owens. Like that's going to be my aesthetic. I mean, you couldn't get much more (laughs) U-turn. And I would borrow stuff from my mom, like, and I would go to shops and like try to mimic that kind of aesthetic because obviously I couldn't afford like all Rick and I would go to like fashion outlets in Hong Kong and try to like find discounted pieces and just like try to find basically the weirdest stuff that people in my school would be like whoa yeah <laughs> no one I don't think anyone said you that. missed the bullying so you thought you'd induce it mm. well actually people didn't actually bully me there they were more just like what are you doing yeah or they were they kind of respected me for it so your Rick was your first kind of big purchase yeah Rick was my first like I don't know my first love I think yeah. when it came to fashion, like when I was like, this is the designer that I want to, like, I just loved him so much. I don't know what it was. I think it was also just the bravery of like being different and like yeah. doing weird stuff. And I feel like I was like, that's me. I'm that girl. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of cringe to like think about now. Cause I feel like there's so many of those like fucking pages on Instagram where they're like, Oh, if you don't wear archive Rick, like you suck, like CDG play, like this is embarrassing, whatever, which I don't agree with any of that. But yeah. I just, I just liked the idea of like fashion and doing something yeah. different. And I was like, the people in my school don't get me. Like, I feel like, well, I feel, yeah, with Rick, it's such a, not a cult. I feel like that's the mm. wrong word, but it is so diehard where, if you buy into Rick, you yeah. are buying into a lifestyle rather than it just being, I'm spending a lot of money on a piece for the sake of it being expensive. Definitely. You appreciate what Rick does, you appreciate his designs, and it is very unlike anything else. Yeah. It's going to stand the test of time. It'll never be massively into fashion. As much as it is in the fashion scene, yeah. it's not overall fashion. Yeah. And it'll never go away. But that's what threw me off Like later on because of the like the fans are just so... I don't know, so intense, and I feel like they're just in it for the wrong reasons. Like, I feel like fashion should be fun, and you should be able to wear whatever you want. Like, yeah. you know, it's, you don't need to wear the most expensive stuff for it to be cool. So, yeah, I think once I realized what, like, all the Rick boys were saying, I was like, nah, I'm out of here. Like, yeah. so a couple of years later, I it, it died down a little bit. Like, I still have all the pieces that I bought and stuff, but I nice. style them very differently now than yeah. I did back then. Well, Rick wears it all to the gym and everything, doesn't he? Rick yeah. sleeps in it, he lives, eats and breathes it. He'll see yeah. the designer he He does do the sleep. best basics. Like, the t-shirts are fire. Yeah. Have fire. you ever met him before? Uh, I have met him. Have you? At, in Paris during Fashion Week. Like, nice. his show, backstage. You know, being Come a on. fashion journalist and that. <laughs> going that backstage content. Uh, but yeah, like, I haven't really, like, gotten the chance to properly sit down and, like, speak to him ever, which I would love to. Would you want to? I would love to. Well, funny enough, someone opened the door. We have Rico. He's <laughs> oh right <my> here. <laughs> he comes in doing push-ups. Like. <laughs> Riding Michelle Lamy. <laughs> Literally, both of them. Oh, she's she's the best. Love she's her. fantastic. Love her. Because they're so rugged. They just get spotted at random places. Was I with you, Matt, at the time? We were just... <laughs> yeah. So, basically, we... Uh, with PAQ... Do you know about this, George? Uh, no, but me and, me and Elmer are at the, um, the Virgil, the 10 event. Oh, right. How was she? Odd. But she's got such a presence, I feel. Yeah. It's such an aura. Like, we were, we, we, we finished an episode of PAQ and we just thought, right, we'll go for like some wrapped drinks um, before we go to like a meal. And then it was me and maybe like four of the crew. We went to this little like dainty cafe, back street, no one there. 
And then Michelle and Rick walk in, and the whole pub's got like a nice little buzz, like everyone's chatting, and it pauses for about two seconds, goes dead silent. Everyone looks, sees who it is, and they just carry on chatting as if it's like act normal, act normal. And they just sit and they just order like a nice little cup of tea, and then just leave after having a cup of tea. And it was mind blowing. <laughs> like they walked in, like controlled the room. They're brilliant. It's yeah, fantastic. They are. I mean, she's just like such a such an energy. I feel yeah. like I met her in Suffragettes when she was doing like the corner shop thing a while back, and we went um, for work just to see like the preview. Yeah. And when I was introducing myself, she literally grabbed both of my hands, and we had like this moment <laughs> where I was like, I might actually start crying. So I just get it. I'm gonna go to the side and I'm gonna breathe and I'm gonna wipe my sweat because it was. I mean, for me, like doing that five years later, like after being in my like Rick phase, I was like down. Yeah. I, I've made it. My mom, I've made it. I'm literally yeah. at my peak. It's does, it doesn't get better than this. But I do feel that. I feel like, obviously we said they are like enigmas in a sense, but it is one of those where no matter what you're into in fashion, if you met like Michelle, uh, Michelle Owen and Rick Lammy, <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, Rick Owen and Michelle Lammy, if you met them, it's instantly one of those where you just feel cool as hell I think that's someone who you do get kind of starstruck by yeah without a doubt without a doubt is that like the the pinnacle for you then of like designers that you want to meet I mean I think it was um now now you're over it no now I'm more at the point where I'm like damn I don't actually know if I want to meet everyone just because sometimes when you do you know they say never meet your heroes go on spill Okay, this is actually really sad for, for my young self. Um, I was a huge Vetmont fan right. when they first kind of released all of their like signature hoodies. Like I have the Titanic yeah. one, I've got the Made the Bridges Burn one. Like I was a Vetmont girly and I just loved what <laughs> they were doing because I was like, it was different, it was disruptive. Like I was all for that. Um, and then a couple of years later when I first started working at Hype East, I mean, I was 19 when I started there. Listen, like I was a yeah. kid. No experience, like, meeting any celebrities, like, doing anything cool like that. I was just, like, there to do my job. And Vetmont were doing a pop-up in Hong Kong. And we had the exclusive. And I got sent there to interview Gurum, who's Damna's brother. And I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, say that this is him. Because I feel like maybe he was just having a bad day. Yeah. But, like, I was there and I, like, walked up to him and they were setting up the place. And I was like, hey, I'm Tora. Like, I'm from Hypebeast. Would you mind if I just, like grab a quick video for Instagram. And he was like, no. And he just Straight walked up. off. And I was like, whew, okay, is this okay? <laughs> we, we take get, it and we move? Yeah, I was like, beat down, but I'll get back up again. Let me ask like an hour later. And they're still yeah. setting up and like, you know, I'm like, okay, it looks pretty much done now. Maybe he has a little bit of time. So I walk up again and I was like, hey, I would really love, like if you just have one second, I would love to like grab a quote and just like something quick for Instagram for Hypebeast. And he's like, no, I don't have time. So I was like, damn. That was really rough for, for my 19-year-old self. And I was, like, there in my full, like, Fetmont outfit being, like, oh, my God, please recognize me. Like, please just think I'm cool. Yeah, acknowledge and, me at least. Yeah, but thing. he must have just seen, like, a little kid. Like, I, I think he yeah. was just, like, who are you? Like, what are you saying? <laughs> but I feel like with designers as well. I mean, as a 19-year-old kid, it's, like, they are the future. Like, they are the people who are going to be buying into my brand. Yeah. No, there's nothing better than when a designer acknowledges you and really makes you feel like you're the only person in the world. For but sure. there's nothing worse than when they shit on you. Yeah, I mean, I still bought a t-shirt at the pub, so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Burnt it, it, did, it didn't hit me that hard, but it kind of sucked in the moment. I mean, I still really love Vetmont. It's like one of my all-time favorite brands, and I think Grum's very talented and Damno as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was kind of a just tainted it a little. It bit. was it was an experience where I was like, damn, this is 
pretty much what, what fashion is. And I think it was a good like experience Homework. for me before moving here and like before doing even bigger things than that because at the moment that was like oh my god this is the biggest thing I've ever yeah. done uh now it's very different but looking back it was like hey it actually kind of set the tone for yeah. other experiences that I would have later yeah. on in my career <laughs> so how did you go from baking bread making bread to hype beast so I um so I've been blogging Ever since I was a kid. Like, nice. Blogging was huge in, in Sweden and Scandinavia. So what platform are you on? Blog.se was the one that was really big. And there was like lookbook.new, which was a big one. There was tons of like Scandinavia-centric sites. Yeah. So like bloggers were kind of the early celebrities for me. Like I was obsessed with like going on and reading, uh, like reading what they were doing. Literally anything. Like they would Could make a sandwich. Kinza was like the biggest one. She's Someone she was like now. the biggest one in Sweden, I think, at the time. Um, and there was like quite a few fashion girlies, or like it was like the Jeffrey Campbell Lita boots. Like it was that era of yeah. blog, blogging. Uh, and I was still pretty young at that time, so I started like my own blog with my friends, called? and I had my own. No, it was just the first one was called Tora with three A's. Nice. Yeah. yeah I mean, super creative, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, and then it kind of went from there. So I've always kind of written. And once I got a little bit older, I started doing more like I took photos on my laptop and like posted outfit pics. So when I moved to Indonesia when I was 12, I wanted my friends to keep up with what I was doing because I was like, I am the main character. Obviously, my friends want to know what I'm doing like all the way across the world. So I'm going to tell them. So I was still writing in Swedish and I was, you know, like, talking about my day, like, showing my shopping. Like, I bought a pair of pink Doc Martens, and I remember, like, in the webcam, like, holding them up and, like, writing about them. (laughs) Proper, like, photo booth as well. proper photo booth, and I got, like, the first white MacBook. Oh, it was so iconic. Nice. So it kind of started from there, and then when I was in high school, I asked my high school counselor, who were, like, they were literally there to get you into college. And I was like, hey, listen, like, I'm thinking about maybe doing fashion. And they were like, oh, we can't really help you. Or oh. like the reaction was like, oh, that's kind of Like weird. a full switch. Yeah. Like they like, they obviously don't prefer that you do fashion or whatever. Yeah. So I kind of had to figure it out from there. And then I just decided I'm going to take a gap year. Yeah. And then during that gap year, I restarted blogging. I started then doing like a little bit more of like fashion commentary rather than just like writing about myself. So I would write about like Supreme collections and like, Things I found kind of cool. I mean, living in Hong Kong, there's, like, not that much that's popping off. Like, there's no Supreme store. I was going to say, did they have a store at this point? No, there's, like, nothing. But I was following everything, like, on social media. And I was kind of like, Mom, Dad, why did you take me to Hong Kong? Like, I wish I was somewhere (laughs) cool where I could, like, go to the Supreme store and, like, make friends. Because, you know, I would read about all of these people that, like, made friends, like, going camping outside of stores and stuff. And they were kids like me. So I was like, damn, okay, let me just, like do my own thing on this blog because I have zero friends that care about fashion and never really have had that many friends that actually care about clothes. And then one day, like at my, at my internship, which was like a marketing social media internship for a lingerie brand, um, I saw a job listing at Hype. Right. And I was like, duh, obviously I could be the associate editor at Hype. Like I know how to write. I, I follow this website or whatever. Yeah, I'm only 18, but it doesn't matter. They don't know that. So I applied. Didn't hear back for a really (laughs) long time. And then I was like, okay, well, it was kind of a spur in the moment. It's whatever. And then one day I just got an email and they were like, hey, could you 
come in for an interview. And you were there for how long? Uh, I was in, uh, so I, I started in Hong Kong and I was there for about two years until I was like, hey, I have a really great idea. I should move to London and join the Hypebeast team in London because you need someone there. Wow. And they were like, no. And I was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then I was like, no, listen, I have a Swedish passport. You don't need to pay for a visa. And then oh. that changed everything. And all of a sudden I was fucking here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know anyone. I'd yeah. only been to London twice. I have no idea what I, why I'd even I thought that was like a good lived, idea. You went straight to Soho, didn't you, as well? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you lived in Soho. Mm, very rogue as well. Yeah, just right beneath the end store. Actually, like across from the end store. But yeah, I landed at Heathrow and I was like, fuck. I have no idea what I've just done. Like, yeah. I just, because my parents were super supportive. Like, they made everything work. Like, we were like, yeah, of course I'm going to move to London. Like, of course I'm going to pursue this opportunity. But then it was a lot harder than I had anticipated it to be. Like, being that young, like, not knowing anyone, um, like, having to go to Ikea and, like, buy everything for my first flat and, like, nothing was delivered. I literally just Did had... Did feel like home, though, in Sweden? Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah, especially having the meatballs. Oh, as you browse. <laughs> but I, oh, I had, like, a mattress on the floor. So you idolised yeah. Supreme and you had a mattress on the floor. You were every 16-year-old lad in London. Exactly. Nice, really living the life. And that's why they hate me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was you once yeah, upon a exactly. time. <laughs> But then, like, you start meeting people once you, like, go to events and you have your little champagnes and, like, I don't know, you make your little connections. Of course. You do your little transactions. (laughs) I don't know, but it's not, like, it wasn't really, like, friends, right? Like, I've always kind of struggled with that, like, in this industry, just feeling like everyone I meet is, like, very transactional. Like, you don't actually... It's more associates rather than mates. Yeah. So the final question, what would be the most embarrassing fit you've worn? Because you've already kind of covered off you loved your Avril Levine. Levine? Avril Levine. So you've already covered off that you loved your Avril Levine. Oh, I can't bloody say it. <laughs> it is a little bit of a tongue twister. I'm not it is, lie. yeah. My parents used to call it April Levine. <laughs> I think I always want to say that. Um, you know, we met her. You're joking. You were there, weren't you? Yeah. Oh, my God. We, oh, you bastards. We met, we met her with uh, Tara Reid and Jeremy Piven from oh, Entourage. Absolute squad. And... Um, we got invited to one of their friends' birthday parties. Like it wasn't like a party; it was like a bar, and we were going for Jake's birthday. So no way. we just sort of like mixed the two parties together. No way. And she partied with Avril Lavigne. Well, I, I could say, say it then, couldn't I? I? Fucking hell. <laughs> I wouldn't say party, but like proper. She still had like the eyeliner. She was still dressing like a fourteen-year-old. She still like stays <laughs> very true to her aesthetic. Absolutely icon. icon. I but she's that. like a, not a caricature, but she kind of has that persona where you'd want some people to kind of hold on to it, wouldn't you? Yeah. I, I mean, feel like Avril Lavigne's someone who you'd never want to, you'd never want her to grow out of it. Well, there's that conspiracy theory that she died and got replaced by a clone. Same with Lady Gaga, wasn't it? Oh, she's my fave. Lady Gaga is my all-time fave. I pretend I never said that I would then. literally jump in front of a bus right now if she was like, do it. I'd Prove be like, it. yeah. <laughs> Call her and, and ask if she did. <laughs> well, just behind Rick, we've <laughs> yeah, actually we got, got Lady Gaga. <laughs> Oh, I would lose my shit there. So, <laughs> I'm just going to ask it again. I'm going to try not to butcher it this time. So, Tara Northman, <laughs> you've already said you loved Avril Lavigne. You nailed it. Uh, so you loved Avril Lavigne growing up, and I feel like that whole um, loving that, I'm sure it kind of gives away the style, but was an outfit in particular that you remember wearing that was your worst outfit? Like, did you go full everything 
I did um, have quite an embarrassing Lolita face, like where I was really obsessed with like Harajuku and like Tokyo street style. I wore, I went to Tokyo with my family and I bought a mint green Lolita dress with teddy bears and like honey on it. And I wore the Jeremy Scott. And honey Scott, on it? Yeah, like honey, like packets Oh, honey on pots, it. not dripping yeah, with honey. Yeah, no, <laughs> sadly not. And you I wore- You catch flies with honey, but you catch more honeys being fly. <laughs> <laughs> so I wore the Lolita dress with the Jeremy Scott teddy bear sneakers. <gasps> Which ones? The brown ones. Uh, I had the flower powers. Yeah, they were excellent. I Genuine still have specials. all of my old Jeremy Scott trainers, nice. actually. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's my worst outfit, but I will say it's like a very iconic moment that I look back at and I'm like, holy shit, that is iconic that I did that like I was walking around the streets of Tokyo dressed like that and I was really feeling myself I love that so going from hype beast to high stability to the present day what brought you to the to the dark side <laughs> yeah the controversial move yeah. across the pond um it wasn't as much like oh I, I really need a change I think once you've been somewhere for like you know four years you start to feel maybe you need more of a challenge maybe you need something different my team was really small in london so i felt like a bit lonely to be honest but i loved i love hype Bay so much i think it's a fantastic platform oh, it's it's, yeah. yeah and also just like for women to have a website that covers streetwear and like makes them feel a part of the community that has traditionally not been very inclusive to women like when i first started writing for hypees we were still posting like naked women with supreme stickers on their tits you know <laughs> um so like having hype Bay was always like i was so passionate about it so it was almost like a bit of a it was really sad to, to leave but i did feel like maybe i needed to just like try something new so yeah. moving to high snobiety as well was more so because i was like maybe we don't need to divide everything like into women's wear and men's wear like maybe it can all just exist because yeah. that's always been what my style has been like I don't really care if it's women's wear or men's wear or whatever and I don't think anyone should care um and at high sobriety I just really admired like the tone of voice so yeah just ended up ended up getting the job uh and it's been great it's been almost a year it's been very different I mean my role basically is like I'm in charge of the the, the daily content yeah basically everything considered news but it's not news really it's just like relevant stuff that's happening in yeah, the world and in the industry so you're gonna write about this podcast then i'll take it obviously Come on. raving review <laughs> <laughs> depends on how nice you are to me after <laughs> what do you mean straight away yeah no but the tone of voice has been really fun like i feel like having the opinion like being able to write like a little bit more freely about like what i think and yeah I mean, for better or for worse, to be honest, because people are quite quite mean about it, but it's it's fun to get to have that presence, I think. Yeah, you've almost taken Hypebeast from here to there and kind of creating a platform and leaving it now. Like, you've done your job, and now you want a new challenge at High Snob. Yeah, pretty much. And also, just I really like the industry, so I, I wasn't really ready to, to leave quite yet because I had an, a, another offer as well that was more like creating Instagram content and visual content which was really fun but something inside of me was like you're not ready to leave editorial quite yet yeah <laughs> so i was like i need i need to do this i need to take this job and and yeah. see what else i can contribute what else i can stir up in this mad world of what, you can street stir fashion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so what has been what are your what be your favorite things to write about 
Um, honestly, like a little bit of everything. Like I'm a massive pop culture fan. So I love to write about like Kim Kardashian and like people. <laughs> I love to write about like really polarizing people. Yeah. Um, mainly because I like to see the conversation and like the reaction people have. Yeah. Um, and then like I love to write about different brands, like both like up and coming brands and also like big luxury giants that are doing cool stuff. Obviously, you have, like, the Balenciagas, the Pradas, the LVs. Like, yeah. you would cover pretty much everything that they do because it is incredibly relevant. Yeah. But then, you know, trickling in, like, some reviews here and there, like, trying out some new stuff. Like, of um, And you kind of learn what people like to read after you've been doing it for a long time. What do they like to read? What, what, what that performs well for High Snob? A lot of Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a Kanye fan yourself? I would say I was a big Kanye fan. I think he's made some incredible music. Yeah. I don't personally respect his current choices. Yeah. And some of his misogynistic commentary. Um, I mean, I th- I mean, I, I get a lot of hate whenever I write about him. Of course, um, yeah. I think his audience is incredibly passionate, and I think a lot of people still believe that you should separate the art from the artist. Yeah. But I think... Some of his actions just aren't great, and I would just prefer if he just didn't do them. <laughs> you know? Like, Politely. Like, don't harass your ex-wife. Oh, uh, my. It's, like, it's don't intense, post it your stuff on. Like, don't post your family drama on Instagram. Like, it's just a bit too far. And, like, you know, you have Marilyn Manson on stage, who is an alleged abuser. Um, you're working with Dead Baby, who's, like, been openly homophobic. Like, there are a lot of examples, and, like, it keeps going and i'm a firm i'm like everyone can make mistakes right yeah and i believe people can change and can grow but this man he don't change like he he's been doing this for years i agree because i feel with kanye at his level he can work with pretty much anyone he wants to and the fact that he still chooses is sometimes you know, he turns around and like fuck's sake man why like yeah. come on you were brilliant and it's absolutely at some point you're like there should be a team around him just really kind of knuckle down and say listen man this isn't good. Like, it's not really good for anyone. Yeah. It's not doing you any favours. It's not doing anyone else any favours. Did you watch Genius? Yeah, I did. I mean, I think I think I have a different perspective on him and I understand, like, why he's very successful after watching it because his mom was always very supportive. Like, it didn't matter if he was shitting it really. Yeah. yeah. So, I, like, when I watched it, I was like, damn, actually his relationship with his mom, I really respect that and I find that very inspirational and I understand like when his mom died that that took a toll on him and whatever because his mom was his biggest supporter like he'd spit the shittiest rhyme he'd ever made and she would still you know be doing it along with him she was like yeah. his ride or die and I think and you know how she passed out you as well yeah really In the really tragic that he basically yeah. for us That's super tragic yeah for, for sure but I think you know like he's done a lot of great music he's changed like literally changed our culture yes he's changed fashion he's broken so many barriers like he's been an incredible force in this industry and i've spent the past five years literally covering like his every single move (laughs) um so i feel like i can really say that he's been a very positive force but i do think a lot of his opinions and things that he said contribute in a negative way which i think is really unfortunate um and i i think a lot of his fans as well don't really recognize why it's harmful or why it's potentially harmful. Yeah. Um, and that's why they hate me. <laughs> I was going to say she asked a big question now. Go on. Donda or certified lover boy. <laughs> <laughs> so the context is you uh, wrote an article and you said, 
Certified Lover Boy is a dunder that we all wanted. It's um, actually, in fact, let me let me do the real title. It was Certified Lover Boy is everything we hoped Donda would be. There we go. It was essentially because you said to me, it's statistically, it's correct. Yeah. And that's what it's all based off. And a lot of these dick riders, or call them what you want, yeah. they will come across and they will give you hell on earth. Yeah. But you were meaning it, oh, this is a journalist, you need to get clicks. And in reality, statistics don't lie. Yeah, I mean, I know what I'm doing. Like, I, I put a spicy title, people click on it. Like, it's very intentional. Of course. Um, I mean, people didn't actually read the article if they clicked into it and actually read it. Honestly, like, I don't care about either of these men. Like, they're both <laughs> so average to me. Like, I could not Mids. care. Like, like, every time I'm like, why do you get so mad at me about writing about these two guys when I, like, spend two hours writing, like, most passionate, raving review? And I'm like, okay, people didn't care about that. But, yeah, so I don't think either album is fantastic, to be honest. Yeah. They and both, I, I mean, yeah. some of them, they have some good songs and stuff. I mean... Uh, I wouldn't say I listen a lot to either Drake or Kanye, to be honest, because I feel like I spend a lot of time writing about them. Yeah. I'm more of a pop girly. So, so what do you listen to? <laughs> so my favorite, like, genre or, like, era is glam rock. Nice. Like, I my I grew up listening to, like, Kiss, Iron Maiden, nice. like, Guns N' Roses and stuff with my dad. <laughs> so that's, like, my go-to, like, when I'm working. I can't believe you never to kiss face. No face paint? No face paint. Wow. But I have, I have a... A pretty impressive vintage t-shirt collection. But then I'm also, like, very poppy. Like, I love Lady Gaga. I can love Olivia Rodrigo, Ariana. Oh, come on. Like, <laughs> basically, basically any woman that's making music, I'm, like, fucking fire. There's another genre you love as well, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh. Duh. Go on. I K-pop, love K-pop. I love Blackpink. I oh, I never into Blackpink. Did you oh ever get God. into Baby Metal? Not really, no. Oh, Baby Metal was sick. <laughs> I was gutted. I missed them at Leeds Fest. We were all hammered, and they run at, like, 10 in the morning. <laughs> And we were like, fuck it, let's go see them. <laughs> Missed it. And then afterwards, we listened to them and be like, I wonder what they're like. Fucking incredible. Oh. Pre-drinks tunes for like the last five years. I mean, I think K-pop is just so fun because I love the performance aspect. The I nuttiness. Think maybe that's like the, the red thread through my life where it's like I love the expression. I love the performance. Like I love the the full experience. Yeah, like, you performance lo- being performance. Yeah, like, glam rock is fantastic because the outfits are great. Like, they're putting on a show. Like, Lady Gaga is the same. She's always been doing that. Like, I feel like the, the K-pop stars do the same thing. Like, they put on a fire choreography. Like, they're going to sing. They're going to do everything. Yeah. And I love that. What's the best Gaga fit ever? Ooh. The meat dress. <laughs> the meat dress <laughs> probably she fucking is, stunk. Like, no, the the real like the real pinnacle I think is like when she did paparazzi at the VMAs and they like she hung herself like from the ceiling and she was like bleeding all over the stage. I don't Do remember you remember that? that? I'm sure that might have been okay, banned. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. It's a Matt. fucking fever dream. I've got Matt looking for it now. No, there's a, actually my favorite Lady Gaga fit of all time was like maybe four years ago and she's was she naked those... with supreme sticks on her tits. Uh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> no, she was actually in this massive, like, oversized Marc Jacobs suit that's gray, oh. and it's got, like, big shoulder pads. Um, quite simple. Like, it was kind of in her, when she was transitioning from being this, like, super eclectic person to, like, the refined actress. <laughs> Darling. <laughs> Oscar-nominated <laughs> actress. Oscar-winning. Wait! No, what, she didn't win. No, not for her. No, she won for, like, Shallow or something a few years ago. I read yeah. that. Yeah. Were you going to say something off? No, I was just going to say, I don't want to take it negative after we've just been on such a positive like spin. No, go for it. But I just think that, you know, 
No, we're going back to that. Sorry, yeah. Going back to like the Donda fans, you know, because yeah, Tor is yeah. super positive. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I've known you for a long time, always the happiest person in the room. But I remember during that period, like talking to you and stuff, and it was like mm. quite heavy, like some yeah. of the hate and like just for writing an article saying you yeah. think one album was better than another. Yeah. Like how how does that like you know, how does that fit make you feel like you've chosen this this job yeah. to do and you know, you're getting hate off random people for no reason, really. I mean, it's it's been really tough. I think initially I almost, like, enjoyed it in a way because I was like, okay, if I'm... Playing stir- the villain. Yeah, no, if I... Not even playing the villain, just, like, I'm stirring the pot a little bit. Like, at the end of the day, I've not written anything crazy. It's yeah. based on facts with a spicy headline. And if people actually read it, I don't think it would have been received in the same way. But then when, like, some of the responses started coming in, it was pretty funny because people were saying, like, oh, you're a dumb bitch. And I was like, yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> but then, and, like, it would be like, oh, are these the people that are getting, like, journalism degrees today? And I was like, no, I don't have one. Um, but, yeah, or, like, oh, these are the people that are taking our jobs. And I was like, sweetie, if I'm taking your job, that's a you problem. Oh, yeah, uh, like, fully. So initially it was kind of funny, but then it got to the point where it was, like, instead of um, – being like I could I could laugh at it like trigger warning but people were like oh you should kill yourself uh, you don't deserve to live we're doxing you like trying to like find my email like my LinkedIn yeah so it got kind of like overwhelming and part of me was like damn maybe I shouldn't have written this like what if they get in touch with like my boss and like I, I got very anxious because yeah. of, like the knock-on effect that it could potentially have fortunately like it didn't really get that serious it was more like a 48 hour thing which is like everything on the internet is pretty fleeting which is nice people forget about it quite fast yeah but i had to delete my twitter app because i was getting like 200 notifications a minute of people like bombarding me with like hate on the like high snob tweet where we shared the article um but yeah i mean at the end of the day it's like I, i know what i'm doing yeah and i do it because it's my job um and it is fun like it's fun to be opinionated it's it's really rewarding i think to see when people respond like people also very much agreed with me so it's not like i like it's not like i was just like trying to be annoying it was genuinely just okay i saw this stat that certified lover boy did better than donda statistically obviously i'm gonna write about it i know our audience is gonna get super mad about it yeah um (laughs) but yeah i don't know i wasn't really prepared (laughs) and it's still like i people are still really mad about it i don't know what it is but i'm like dude like move on i don't know how you do it i don't if I was in your position, I'd, I don't think I'd ever want to do something like that without putting, like, a fake alias. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess that's part of the job, though, because it's like, I, I don't know. I want to be able to put my name onto everything I write. Like, I don't just want to... that, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I don't just want to be on the internet, like, shitposting as yeah. something else just to be negative for the sake of being negative or whatever. Um, so I feel like it's important to still have my name there, and I feel like at the end of the day, it's just the internet is a shithole. Yep. People are really mean, and I try now. Like, it is definitely impacting my mental health, like, especially when people, like, go out of their way to, like, DM me yeah. on Instagram saying I'm, like, a worthless piece of shit yeah. for, like, writing about a brand that they really, really like. Yeah. I don't know. It's just... It's, it's never that deep. It's, it's different. Is that still a thing, then? Like, um, being a female writer in the streetwear space? Yeah, definitely. So it's, not, it's not just that one article that's got hate. No, it happens quite a lot, actually. Like, unfortunately, I think our audience is still quite 
like male dominated and still kind of stuck in that old streetwear mentality that was very male dominated. Um, so when they see that it's like a, a woman that's written something that they might not agree with, they're quite quick to, to be mean about it. it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, sometimes I just like, if it's on Instagram, usually I don't see it. Like I don't have notifications on anything on my phone. Yeah. Um, so. Could tell, I was trying to ask you what beers you wanted for half an hour for <laughs> yeah, you. <kid>. I <laughs> yeah, I don't, I just, I, the only app I have notifications on is WhatsApp. Um, but then the other day, actually I was saying this earlier, someone commented and said that I was a basic Depop girly. And I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? That hurt the most. That hurt. And I was like, if anything, I'm a Vestier girly. Like, I am not a Depop girly. And those are the ones that really hurt the most. What has been your most successful article? What has been one that you, like, got the best reviews, in a sense, of all? Everyone was, like, happy and glowing. And what's been the one that you're most proud of? Um, I feel like it's kind of the same. The best one and the one that I'm the most proud of. I actually wrote an article, which was also very polarizing uh the title was sorry new celine is better than old celine i remember that yeah and i think that is your like but it has nothing to do with with it as a brand it just had to do with my own personal opinion saying that you know phoebe's celine is absolutely amazing yeah and i love it to death but it's just not me yeah like it, it was always this like very elegant woman who had her life put together and yeah. like I would see that and I will say I love it but like I can't see myself wear that like I am chaotic I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do like at the end of the day like I'm not gonna be able to put on a fucking Phoebe dress <laughs> and like walk out on the street in my little cute pumps like uh-uh no sadly not so I, I just never saw myself wear it and I think maybe that was the problem for me like I've always respected it as like one of the best eras in fashion yeah but new Celine, however, yeah. I can see myself wearing the bulk of it. Yeah. Like, it's super wearable. The jeans are fucking fantastic. And the article was, in fact, about a pair of jeans. And it was super well-received, I think. A lot of people actually agreed with me uh, after actually reading it. Yeah. <laughs> Not just we... reacting to the title. <laughs> um, someone read the article. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was, like, super well-received by the brand as well. Like, they loved it. It got passed around. And, like, the like people from my office really liked it. Did you get a good discount? No? Sadly, not. Oh, <laughs> no gifting. <laughs> no, no. I actually bought these the other day. Oh, go on. Say it. Say it home. <laughs> what we got? A pair of Celine sunglasses. Come on. No, nice. I mean, I, I think pieces like that are very rewarding because it's like I'm, I'm very passionate about it and I write it and I'm proud to like put my opinion out there. And when it's like, when it starts up conversation, I love it. Yeah. Like if the response is immediately just negative and like hate, it, it doesn't have the same effect, but I want to create conversation and I want to know why people disagree with me. I don't want people to say like, oh, you're stupid. Yeah. I want to know why I'm stupid. You want to spark conversation. Yeah. Look, I, if they're going to tell me that I'm dumb, I want to know why. Like, yeah. give me your motivation. You're not even saying show me your credentials. It's like, yeah. I mean, give like, me a reason I'm like, why. Change my mind. Exactly. Yeah. Change yeah. my mind. There yeah. you go. So I think that has been like my, my all time favorite piece and it kind of sparked a new kind of series for us as well, where we were just like, snob takes. We're just going to write really fun things about things we like or things nice. we dislike. Uh, and it's been really, really fun. Brilliant. So what brands are you like wearing at the moment? What do you enjoy? What designers or anything? Ooh, I mean, I feel like my wardrobe You love a tabby a, as well, don't you? Love a tabby. How many have you got? Four, five. 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 Oof. Um, yeah, I've got three. Do you have the, the socks? 
Yeah, of course. <laughs> Multiple pairs. I also have the ones that have like individual toes. I was going like, to say, do you get the official Margiela socks or do you just go... I have one pair of them and then I have... There's actually a store called Tabio that only sells like oh. Tabby socks. So you should definitely go there. Go on, what the price difference is? What are they... What are the regular Majorans? I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, the Tabby socks are pretty expensive as well. So there, you can literally just wear, uh, like, a Nike tube sock and just tuck the toe in. That's what, yeah. I, that's what I do most of the time. Like, I literally don't care. Go on. Um, How much are a pair of official Majorans Tabby socks? Oh, I don't even want to. I don't even want to. Three know. figures. No, no, Oh, no. sweet. And, like, I've been to Japan a couple of times, and they, they do sell them in, like, just regular shops there. Yeah. So you can get, like, actual cheap ones there. There you go. Which is where I've bought the, the bulk of my pairs. <laughs> I don't have the budget for Margiela Tabby socks, sadly. But other than that, so what are you? What are your brands that you're fucking with at the moment? Ooh, I mean, it's very it's a big eclectic mix. I feel like I don't try to gravitate to like as much towards just one brand. I love Acne uh, because they're Swedish. Big Swedish. <laughs> yeah, because they're Swedish. Love Abba. Um, <laughs> but I feel like they have really good like basics. Like most of my trousers come from Acne, just because yeah. they do really good like Great jeans. suit pants. They do really good blazers. I go to like Rick for a lot of basics like t-shirts. Still and, in Rick. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah, still coughing some. No, tea, forget where you're from. <laughs> exactly. Wins. Don't for- forget your roots, baby. <laughs> um, I love Balenciaga. Yes. Love, yeah, yeah. love, love. But Senior I feel like the full aesthetic isn't really isn't really me. Um, like it's a little bit too maybe like I don't know. If, I don't even know how to describe it. Maybe it's a little bit like too chaotic for me right now to like yeah. wear every day because I still I'm like doing stuff. Like I'm still going to work. And yeah. I can't really wear those like night boots that they made. Even yeah. though I would love to wear them. Or <laughs> like stomping around in my platform crocs. <laughs> I, Might I make you five foot six. Exactly. <laughs> My dream. You love a lot of Bottega as well, don't you? Yeah, I love a bit of Bottega. Um, mainly the shoes. Yeah. I feel like they make really, really good, like, timeless shoes. Love Prada. Yeah, I feel like I've spent so much money just buying all of, like, the Prada nylon pieces. Yeah. I uh, spent a lot of money on Vestier as well, just buying old Prada stuff. Nice. Um, which has been really fun. It's really elevated my, my outerwear selection. Yes. Love a bit of Dries. Oh, we love Beatrice. I suppose the big question, though, the only question is who sends the best gifting? Oof, there we go. To be honest, like, this is going to be really disappointing for everyone, but I don't really get that much gifting. I mean, Brands, I mean, I, I would say I pay for 90% of the stuff that I wear. Like, I've paid for everything that I'm wearing right now, besides the T-shirt, which is CDLP. Also, shout out Sweden, <laughs> again. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I like get discounts here and there uh, at some like online retailers and stuff. But gifting is mainly like sneakers. Like I, I write about streetwear, right? So Gosh. like I get some trainers, like I've gotten football boots because I play football, like some really cool bits like that. Yes. But when it comes to like luxury brands... I mean, maybe they're, like, gifting everyone else and not me. Maybe, maybe <laughs> you're blacklisted. Oh, can you, fans? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're all like, God damn it, we love Donda so much. Uh, no, but also I think, like, I never, I don't, I don't ask for anything. Like, maybe if I was like, hey, can you give me this? I would, maybe they would. But I'm too, like, I'm too nervous. I'm too anxious. I'm just happy to be here, to be honest. So, <laughs> What would be your dream seeding company? Like, who would you love to get gifted by? Oh, Balenciaga, obviously. Like, nice. I want an hourglass coat. An hourglass coat. Yeah, like Balenciaga's hourglass coat. Nice. But I'm like, I don't really have like three grand to buy one. Do so. you not? 
I Come mean, on. On a good day, maybe. Make more sandwiches. <laughs> I mean, we, we, can cut, we can cut this clip up and put that one on social and try and get it to, try and get it to Denver in some way. Yes. No, I mean, I, I, I find it actually very rewarding to buy my own clothes. Of course. I don't know. Like, it's, it's a lot of hard work. That's and I what feel people like... say when they don't get gifted. <laughs> <laughs> no. I find it quite rewarding to get gifted, Sora. I'm sure you do because you're popping off. But here I am, just I'm just writing my little articles, getting my internet hate. You know, I'm just I'm just hanging out. But yeah, I, I feel like I've bought a lot of things like at particular periods of time. So I see my like wardrobe as like almost like memories, and I can I can literally pinpoint every single thing I've ever worn. Like if you tell me a date, I can probably tell you what I wore on that day. I really so, enjoy that. Yeah, and I, I like everything has like a memory, which is why I have like trouble getting rid of stuff. Yeah. So I I try to like when I shop, I only buy things that I'm gonna keep for the rest of my life. What's the best yeah. piece of gifting you've got then? Best piece of gifting I got would be my Prada cut, hundred percent. Yeah. That's, that is a, that's like an excellent. It has been gifted. yeah, it's been a dream item of mine, and uh, big love to Olivia. Uh, we went out for a couple of pints, a few drinks in. I was like, so there's this fucking Prada cut that I love for so long. <laughs> Found it on this archive page. Looked, and this is in late 2020. said, Prada SS 2020. I was like, fuck. And like, I showed her it, and I read the caption. I was like, fuck, it's from, like, recently. And then she's like, I'll see what I can do. And I was like, no, don't worry about it, honestly, but I appreciate that. Three weeks later, I get a call, and Livy was like, what's your address? We've got one in your size. Oh, <laughs> and she sent is. me this sample, and fucking hell, I will treasure that forever. That is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So I don't like... know if it counts as gifting. I kind of, I kind of, uh, what's it called? Subliminally asked for it. It sounds like you outwardly asked yeah, for it. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was like, <laughs> but I was, I was I kind of sure how sick it was. <laughs> I wasn't expecting, because I was expecting her to be, I, I was kind of originally saying it to Olivia yeah. to say, Prada should make something like this again. Yeah. It was the same jacket that Rocky wore in like that lilac, pink and white with black. He had a hood on it. But this is just straight brown. It's like a field jacket with a collar. Right, right, right. Unbelievable. Um, from where I'm from, specials are really sought after. So you would still queue for specials. Uh... It is wild. They go back miles. It's all the footy fans. And then someone, the gods that added us, sent me a special <laughs> care package, two pairs of tra- uh, two pairs of shoes, a tracksuit, and a jacket, and fucking hell. Oh, I could have cried, excellent. it was mint. Tora looked um, a little bit upset when you said Adidas over Nike, I, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah, you Nike indi- girl. indicated that one. Um, that was your hot take. That is my hot take. I don't know. I Stripes over checks. love a Stan Smith, like I said before. Like, that is one of the most underrated shoes, I think. But you can go back to back and you can easily get more better Adidas silhouettes than Nikes. Yeah, probably. I mean, to be honest, I'm not passionate about either. <laughs> like, yeah. I I don't wear that many trainers anymore. Like, I used to quite a lot. Yeah. Um, what were you wearing? Com Nike collabs. Nice, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I actually have quite a few of them. Like, I, I ended up buying... Pretty much all of them. Like, my all-time favorite is the Air Max 180s in the hot pink. Oh, yeah. I remember them, yeah. I would say the... that's probably, like, one of my all-time favorite Nike collabs. Yeah. Like, I like Dunks as well. Like, I know everyone's wearing them, but I think they're, like, a really good shoe. And I love... Actually, people will probably disagree and say that it's really annoying when something becomes mainstream, but I think that's, like, a really fantastic thing because it's just fashion, right? Like, that's what yeah. happens. Like, some people start wearing it, then it trickles down... People wear it 
and Mars. Yeah. Uh, well, I swear I've like, always seen you in those Converse with the hearts. <laughs> 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 to be honest, like, I will say this, justice for a CDG play. Oh, I man. heavily fuck with CDG play. They were my first designer sneakers, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Every, like everyone 15. that makes CDG play memes is cursed to me. Oh man, I, the I don't I don't believe in shitting on someone for trying to buy like an entry level item. Exactly. They're super it, passionate it gets you into about it. a brand. Like if you're 15, 16, are you really gonna buy like archive com? Like I don't think yeah. so. But yeah, you might be able to afford a pair of like CDG play converse or a t shirt or whatever. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you're still buying into the brand because you like the brand and you like what they stand for. So exactly. I actually I this really this really gets me going. But go for it. <laughs> no, no, but are they are they ripping the kid who is buying play or are they ripping the 30 year old in Shoreditch on a Saturday night boozed up wearing tight t-shirt tight jeans and play uh, high converse I actually never really see the play converse but I what I do see is the Dior B20 devil fake threes yeah I know I love it the runners yeah, yeah. The, the monogram ones and I love it it's so it's like what's that website like DHgate or whatever yeah yeah. I, I, I love it. That, I find bad fakes to be like one of the most amazing things. No, it never did. So we recorded it. Oh, no. Yes, it did. It did go out. And Leo judged it. Leo judged no. uh Yeah. Yeah, Leo judged we, it. We did an episode on where they, the boys shopped on DHgate and Alibaba. Uh, yeah. AliExpress. <laughs> AliExpress, Ali, yeah, yeah. It's Alibaba. <laughs> that's also, that's exactly, that's like the wholesale one. <laughs> that's yeah, the wholesale yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Let me live. Yeah, there was, there was loads of shit. <laughs> what, was, what was your fit? My fit was some uh, Loewe tracky bottoms. Um, it was the, it weren't the Lands Mountains, it was a pair of Jordan 1s. Uh, I had a, I can't what t-shirt I had. I had some wild t-shirt and then I had the Supreme like dragon jacket. It was a fit and a half we put it together. It would have been 2015 wet dream. Oh, Not for that. me, but like, yeah, it would have been like, like a proper Soho yeah. warrior. Yeah, one of those ones. I mean, I love when it's like shamelessly fake too, because I'm like, you actually don't really care. Like, you just like the item and you just don't really want to pay for it. But I, what I don't respect is when people buy like fakes and try to to say that they're real or to sell yeah. them. Because I'm like, if you can't afford an item, like whatever, buy a fake, whatever. But don't try to like flip it on StockX. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That's just bad karma. I feel like. I feel that. I feel At like the end going... of the day, it's just like wear whatever. Like it doesn't really matter. Like Dior is still making their money. Yeah. You know doesn't really matter. Also, like, on the streets of Shoreditch, the Alexander McQueen platform sneakers Oof. still reign supreme. I think, you know, we spoke a lot about items and brands and stuff like that. So I think there's, like, a, a burning question. A burning question? Would you say something like, if your house was on fire, Tara Northman, you could only run in and save one item of clothing, what would it be and why? Clothing or, like, accessories? Uh, oh, good both. Okay, accessory, it's my uh, Goyard trunk. Like the nice, Goyard bag. come on. That was actually uh, a present from, from? from my <laughs> boyfriend. From Dom? Yeah, from Dom. Uh, Let me know when he's single. Uh, 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 yeah, I will. Um, but yeah, no, I will like always treasure that. And I literally cried when, because I was just... I'm like, not surprised. I was like, oh my God, you shouldn't have, but also you should, you should have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I was, I was like blown away by that. Um, and then I think clothing wise, I have a Dries coat, like a runway Dries coat from, I want to say it's like fall, winter 2017. Nice. That I found in an outlet store called Horizon Plaza in, in Hong Kong. 
and it's like the best place to shop. So if anyone's in Hong Kong, like that's that's where it's at. Perfect. And it was like heavily discounted. Like retail price is like two point seven k, and I think I bought it for like five fifty. And when I wow. bought it, I was like, I was nineteen, I think, and I was like, this is gonna be like the most expensive item I've ever bought. Yeah. And like till this day, I'm so like proud of owning that. Like it's yeah. part of my my fashion archive that I will one day have. <laughs> is there like, anything down to my kids? Is there anything that's escaped you that you wish you got hold of? Oh, so many things. Yeah, there's a Balenciaga dollar print dress with like shoulder pads that I I was actually in a secondhand store in Tokyo and I tried it on and I already bought so many things um on that trip and it was like the last day and I was stood there for like half an hour with my mom and we left it until this day you still we, think about we it. talk about it all oh. the time saying that we were so stupid and like we didn't buy it so now I have this thing where it's like I'm just gonna buy it yeah. Whatever. Like, yeah, if you see whatever. it again. I'll just eat noodles for, for a month. I don't care. Like, yeah. You know, because um, I, can't, I can't live with the regret. Tara Northman of Highs and Abides currently. Where do you see yourself down the line, maybe? Well, short term, I'm leaving writing behind <gasps> a little bit. Um, I'm taking on a new role, so at Highs and Abides, which is head of TikTok. Wow. Um, which is super exciting because I fucking love TikTok. Do you? Love TikTok. What is it about it? I mean, it's so addicting. I feel like also like people don't read anymore. Like everyone consumes content very short form. Like short form video will be the way to consume content moving forward. So I'm just excited to like get to shape that and like what that can look like for a publication. And, yeah, like, how, how would that can... work? What would you be in charge of? Like repurposing news features into like short form video, uh, building the commerce branch, like basically turning it into like a fully fledged like social media platform rather than just like reposting other people's video. Yeah, and we still do some like in house content and we do like closer looks at cool items. Like we just did the Caperni glass bag. Uh, but yeah, so just trying to figure out what that could look like is really fun. Does that mean you're moving in front of camera? Maybe a little bit. <gasps> the Emily Oberg returns. <laughs> Complex supreme drops. No, I do feel like I want to not write as much. Like I would prefer to use a little bit more of like maybe my personality. I mean, like I love to write, but that was never my goal. Like I never was like, oh, I want to be a writer. Yeah. So I think I just want to try out some some different things. Like I love social media. I love pop culture. Like I said, like I just kind of thrive in that space. So I'm just excited to see like where... I'll go with that. And hopefully down the line, I'll just be really, really rich. And I'll just be able to buy all of the things that I really want. So that I can finally take my only interest, which is buying clothes, to the next level. And Lady Gaga. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like the TikTok audience would be more supportive. I don't actually go on TikTok that much. What is the audience like? And what do you reckon it would be like for High Stability as well? I mean, I feel like... (laughs) I just feel like the streetwear audience is a little bit angry in general. Like, they just don't like certain things. So it's like, this is dumb, very quick. But I feel like in general, TikTok is a really great platform. Like people are generally more positive. Yeah. Until they're not. Like I feel of like course. it switches. <laughs> um, but that's just social media, isn't it? Like you open the door for people to have an opinion. You're going to receive both ends. Um, but I'm hoping that for High Snob that I will be more like conversations. Yeah. Um, a little bit more like community 
feel rather than us duet just, this yeah exactly <laughs> but more than us just acting as like an authority in fashion i would prefer for it to be like a little bit more collaborative collaborative yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry english is not my first language Beers are hitting. Uh, <laughs> um no but it's like i would prefer to to highlight and hear from like younger people because i feel yeah. like fashion in general is very much like the old guard yeah and I feel like it's maybe time to give younger people a bit more of a voice, a bit Pass more of a platform, which is why I love TikTok. Like so many creators have just become like fashion critics overnight because they've just used TikTok to express their opinions, talk about fashion, and they've got millions of followers. And I think that's almost more exciting because they are the new consumer. There are some real shit opinions on there though. Yeah, but I mean, so is there. <laughs> there's shit opinions on all over the internet. What is the weirdest side of TikTok you ever found yourself on? Mm, well i always get this like suggestion for lives where it's like they peel an egg i don't know if you have yeah that. me too what the yeah fuck? which I, I always end up watching it too i also well, love because <laughs> it's so i don't know it's so interesting and then i also love to watch like pimple popping videos oh you like tons, tonsil stones tonsil Ugh. stone removal oh god wild love matthew brown matt our producer sat hairs. here yeah. smiling away <laughs> Love it. It's you so are satisfying. Sick fuck. It's so satisfying. But what I love is when people like comment on lives, like when they t- type in like "We love a short king" on like random men's like live, and every time they respond to it, and they're like, "Hey, I'm not actually that short. I'm actually six foot two. because like, it's it's Rattles so funny. Them. It's great. So that is probably what I see myself doing in the future. What comment on short king's posts? No, commenting, oh, we love a short king on tall men's Instagrams, there we TikTok, go. social media. I am six foot two if you'd After like to get on mine. Boost my re- engagement. <laughs> it's being on the receiving end of hate. Yeah. No, it's, it's it my drives turn. you. It's my you are turn. driven by spite, Tora. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I would never. I would never. No. Nice. So you're obviously like going to get paid to do TikTok. Yeah. We're really new at doing podcasts and mm. we need a TikTok. Into. How do we go viral? I mean, first of all, look cute. Have you not seen us? <laughs> You're lovely. You're very, very cute. It's quite intimidating because people can find themselves going viral overnight. You don't get yeah. that with YouTube, really, no. unless you've got like a, a huge video. You don't really get it with Instagram unless something gets reshared. Yeah. Whereas on TikTok, you could wake up and find that your 10-second okay. video that was a throwaway clip yeah. ends up being the next big thing. Yeah. And I find that terrifying. I mean, it's completely changed the way that we view celebrity i think because like some people become celebrities overnight because of tiktok i mean it's harmful in in one way because it's it's unexpected for people like you know you get a lot of hate um which is like the common thing isn't it like you just yeah what drives online hate a lot of a lot of mean people i think a lot of people that are entitled to have an opinion or think they are entitled to their own opinion um and that they're entitled to tell you what they yeah. think, which is the tricky part. But at the end of the day, I still think like TikTok is a really fantastic and fun platform because now everyone aspires to like go viral. Everyone wants to be an influencer. Everyone wants to be famous overnight. Yeah. Like kids these days are like, I want to be an influencer, which is in one way amazing. Like it's a very cool thing to see that social media has become so powerful that yeah. that can actually be a dream job. I, I think my dream job when I was a kid was like pop star, but then I, I, <laughs> I couldn't sing, so this is never going to happen for me. Um, I hated Lady Gaga, but always wanted to meet dress. <laughs> exactly. That's that's um, that's why you end up being an influencer. There we go. Yeah. Hopefully, Mick Camish, Driffield's Butcher, <laughs> sponsor me for a meet dress. 
I, I think the thing you're saying though is like you're, you're saying influence, and I think um, it's definitely like an old guard way of looking at something. But like an influencer in reality is a celebrity. Yeah. But what an influencer has versus a celebrity when I was growing up is mm. they actually have a platform already. Exactly. So they don't need uh, Hello Magazine. They don't need. Uh, the Daily Mail yeah. to to get their message across. So in some ways, it's super liberating, and it's like yeah. you know, it's, the middle, it's democratizing like the idea of fame in a way. Yeah. yeah, I still think there's working within the industry. There's so much terrible stuff about it. Yeah, but in some ways, there there are there there's these positive elements to it. I suppose. Definitely. I mean, Definitely. look at the Kardashians. Like their entire marketing is just them. Like they use their own Instagrams. Like they're the most followed people of all time. Like they don't need like paid advertising they literally sell any product they put their name to like it's amazing it's fascinating yeah it's super cool and i think people don't take social media seriously still in fashion um yeah like they will still pay for paid ads and stuff but when you say oh i'm a tiktoker or i'm an like instagram influencer or whatever it's still not as well regarded as i think it should be like it's a very very tricky job like being a content creator putting yourself out there being a public person yeah it's hard like you know and it's people can choose whatever job they want if they're gonna say oh boohoo like your life is so hard you're an influencer or whatever yeah it's like they could be too like if you just post on tiktok you try put yourself out you there saying that everyone has the same 24 hours Every, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, this is molly may and everyone has the same 24 hours no but it's like if you want to be an influencer if you think that's cool you can yeah. try your best like anyone can that's why social media is cool you can put Anything you want on Instagram, anything you want on Twitter, TikTok, whatever. Yeah. And you can share your opinions, you can share your style, and hopefully maybe one day people start following you if you What's keep it? going. So is that what you want to see from the future, say, like, from the fashion industry then, is, like, really understanding, embracing digital culture mm. and digital creators and things like that? Definitely. I mean, I feel like in, in the past couple of years, even, it's become better. Like, Prada did a cool TikTok trend, like Celine cast a bunch of e-boys to that walk the in worst. there. I love that. And it was called The Dancing Kid. But imagine how forward thinking that is. Because back when they did it, TikTok was still like just a dancing platform. People weren't taking it seriously. But now you look at TikTok and it's like the biggest influencers in the world are on there. And every single brand is trying to jump on it. Like I get asked on the daily, oh, how can we as a brand be successful on TikTok? Yeah. Brands for the future. Who are the ones to look out for? Balenciaga. Never heard of them. What do they do? I don't know. They just like vibe, I guess. Just hanging out. (laughs) Um, No, I think Balenciaga is a great example of a brand that's like embraced Web3 and like metaverse. Web3 is also the future, just as TikTok was the future. Yeah. Um, And I think a lot of people are very quick to reject something that you don't know a lot about. Um, But if you look at like people that invested in like crypto very early on like bitcoin and stuff like yeah it seems stupid for a lot of people or you know for mainstream people like they're just like that i don't get it why would you buy silly little online coins but then you look at it now and it's this like massive empire and we have so many different cryptocurrencies we have you know like it's like all these things happening in web3 is super interesting and i think fashion brands are now like creating these really silly nfts that don't make any sense and I think Balenciaga is one of the brands, like, they've literally devoted a unit in-house to doing their, like, digital arm. Wow. And, like, branching so into that. So Balenciaga got NFTs. What, yeah. was, what was the NFT, NFT you got? Oh, it's really bad. I don't even want to talk about it. I lost it. Is it the one you wrote about? 
Uh, it's one of the ones I wrote about. Oh. Like, I've written about a few of them because I, I'm, I, I'm kind of into it based on the community that they create. Like, people are very passionate about it. Like, they join an NFT project and they, like, make friends for life. Like, it's kind of inspiring in that yeah, way. But then sweet. I think a lot of the art is pretty bad. Uh, the one that you wrote about, what was the name of it? Which one? It was one that was so bad it became good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm not going to lie, I rate stuff like that. Yeah. But I think I, like I would buy Pixelmon. Pixelmon, that's yeah. the one. It wasn't that, sadly. I wish I would have fucking bought that. It's like, yeah. But um, I still think it has a long way to go, but I do think like Balenciaga is a great example of like a brand that knows that it is the future and they're playing around with it and they're doing their best to like adapt to it and like embrace the metaverse. Speaking of the metaverse, leads on to our final uh, question. You are in the metaverse, Tora Northman. Yes. Your avatar can wear one outfit, can be from anywhere, money's no object. What would your character be wearing? Oh, this is really tough. I feel like in the metaverse, you can kind of go a little bit kooky crazy. So maybe Rihanna's like calm Met Gala dress with the face makeup as well, like with the pink blush that she had on her cheeks. Like I think that is like what I, I would ideally wear, but also like Gwyneth Paltrow in that red velvet Gucci suit. Nice. That would be like my everyday metaverse fit. So not like, for it this year. No, sadly not. I feel oh, like I've done man. that in the real world. Yeah. So now I can like, I don't know. So not a meat dress. Whole, I don't know. Like I'm kind of playing with it. Won't stink in the metaverse. <laughs> Maybe a, a, a vegetable dress, like a, a vegetable dress, corn <laughs> dress, just Beyond Burgers hanging. Yeah. Up there. <laughs> beyond yeah. Burger dress. Beyond meat. No, this was it. Beyond bacon or like this is not bacon. Have you tried that? Bacon. It's literally called This Isn't Bacon or something like that. Ugh. I'll just do that. But yeah, I guess that is it. Thank you very much, Thank Tara, you. for coming and joining us. Oh my God, thanks for having me. I'm your biggest fan, I follow you.